Are you ready to go the distance? When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan. So what's the plan? Plan! I know plan! An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com. This is Mark from Mark on Money, and today we are going to go over what is Social Security going to do next year to the COLA adjustment, and what do we do now with our finances, being that inflation seems to be pretty consistent. And now, live from the heart of Sioux City, Mark on Money, with your host, Mark Gills. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in to Mark on Money. Mark on Money with Mark Eels. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Mark, of course, certified financial planner. He is a fiduciary. He's independent. 30-plus years experience. You'll find him at EFS Wealth Management. The website is EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Not too bad. How are you doing, Steve? Very, very well, thanks. Of course, the much-anticipated uh, announcement from Social Security on the cost of living adjustment for next year. Pretty big news. Yeah, the largest increase in over four decades. Isn't that exciting? That is. Yeah, 8.7%. Uh, isn't that a double-edged sword, though? Yeah, I mean, it, it is because, you know, it's a good news, bad news kind of a thing. You know, good news is, is people, you know, that have Social Security are going to get an increase. And it's actually even bigger than 8.7% if you have Medicare. Right. Because your Medicare is actually going down by a whopping $5 per month for premium costs. Well, again, five bucks is five bucks. But again, normally the the COLA would sort of offset the Medicare or Medicare. Yeah, Medicare adjustment. Right. For, for yeah, Part yeah. B. But this time, not so much. No. It's a win win. No. But yeah, I mean, it's it, it's so, you know, what does this mean for retirees and pre-retirees alike? So we're going to talk about that. But uh, before we do that. Uh, I think you've got a little sound bite for us here, I don't you? I do indeed, uh, Mark. It's House Ways and Means Committee ranking member. It's uh, Representative Kevin Brady, and he's talking about COLA, the inflation situation, and the, uh, C the CPI report that came out. 
think overall this report is terrible news for both workers and seniors. Core inflation is at the highest on record. Food prices are just shockingly high. You're seeing housing prices high. And now uh, health care costs are nearly 30% up over the past year. And it's clear, high inflation, it's persistent. And right now there's no end in sight. Inflation is going to be high for another year or two because of what's already baked into this economy, unfortunately. And the Inflation Reduction Act has done absolutely nothing, as you can see, so right now you're seeing an economy, obviously, that is contracting in a big way. Job growth is slowing as well. Inflation is pretty crushing for a lot of Americans. Well, it sure is. And, and how do we deal with it, Mark? What do we do? Well, you know, it's, it's like I've always said, you know, if you uh, properly prepare for the uncertainty of uncertainty, um, you probably are going to be okay, and hopefully you have prepared for inflation because it is one of the risks that we talk about. It's one of the things that we prepare for, um, just like everything else uh, in life. Um, you know, I heard a an interesting term today, too, uh, coined uh, by David Machia, and uh, he always comes up with all these interesting, you know, terms, and mm-hmm. he called it, you know, Preparing for, you know, the uh, preparing for longevicide. (laughs) (laughs) Longevicide. That's a great word. I love that word. I know. And uh, but one thing nice about longevicide, at least, is Social Security has got a cost of living built into it, as well does a lot of the other federal pensions. But most people that have a pension, they don't have a cost of living built into it. And so, for instance, we work with a lot of teachers that have state pension plans, and their pension plans in the state where I reside in, and not every state is the same. Some of them do have COLAs, but for the most part, company pensions um, and other private pensions. You know, if you if you start getting $3,000 a month in pension benefits when you retire, and you started getting that five years ago, your pension's still at $3,000 a month, even though everything costs 30% more. Right. So what does that mean? Well, that means that your purchasing power goes down. And that's a that's a huge issue. I remember a story about a teacher in our state who retired when she was uh, 55, because that's usually the age in in uh, our neck of the woods where you get to retire with full benefits, basically 60 percent of your last three years salary. Uh, and then, yeah, maybe teachers, they work part time, you know, start drawing their Social Security early. And it's and it's basically a 90 percent replacement of income almost if you retired and you're drawing Social Security and your pension. The problem is the pension portion is usually about 60 or 70 percent of the income. And so this same teacher who retired when when she was 55 is now 95 and living in low income housing um, because her pension is is worth almost nothing because it's 40 years down the road. So, I mean, $3,000 a month would be equivalent to a shrinkage because of cause of inflation, like getting $300 a month today. I mean, 90% of that pension in terms of purchasing power was wiped out over 40 years. Mm -hmm. And so that's the big problem with inflation. For people who are still working, you know, normally this is not a huge issue because usually wages catch up with inflation. And so, you know, usually you're able to maintain your standard of living because you're still actively working and you're getting raises or, you know, you you can go out and seek a better job with with higher pay. Uh, But once you're not getting that paycheck anymore and you're just relying on retirement savings, you know, it can be a devastating effect on retirees. 
So again, planning for the certainty of uncertainty, uh, using you know tips and other strategies that do have built-in inflation protections to them. Um, there's many different ways that person can take into account how do we account for the inflation's devastating impact and how do we plan for it. It probably is one of the more difficult ones to plan for out of what I usually say are six retirement uh, risks that we've talked about on other um, episodes that we've done. Mm-hmm. And But anyway, beyond that, um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 not, you know, inflation is not a good thing. And uh, like Brady said, you know, the, you know, Inflation Reduction Act really hasn't done anything for it. And inflation kind of seems to uh, be marching along. And the fear is, is that the Federal Reserve will not only kill inflation, but kill the economy along in the process. And then we wind up with you know, the vicious cycle of what happened back in the 70s, which was stagflation, which we'd raise interest rates, economy would go into a recession, we'd lower interest rates, economy would come back, inflation would come back, and the process would just continue to repeat itself. Well, we don't need that. No. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the recession is inevitable, right? We're, we're already in one? Well, technically, I yeah. mean, you know, but from a from a uh, technical standpoint, two negative quarters of GDP is what is, you know, technically classified as a recession, which was quarters one and two. Uh, I don't think that is really the case because a lot of that negative GDP growth came from uh, import-export data, uh, and it wasn't. It's 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 yeah, it's kind of goofy. It kind of go well, way. yeah. It gets a little complex and sort of convoluted at times. But but again, the the bottom line is is we're living through it, and we've we're still going to retire. We still have to retire. And the good news, if there is uh, there is good news, you are are someone who can help us get there because you know thirty years of doing this over thirty years, Mark, you have seen some times that have been a little uneven. We'll say. Yeah, what do they say? A recession isn't when your neighbor loses their job; it's when you lose yours. Exactly. <laughs> well, and 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 again, there's speculation that the that the job market is going to start to drop uh, drop workers. Well, they said the job, um, the job openings decreased by one and a half million job openings uh, in the last month or so. Wow, that's in a big words, number. In other words, there was like four and a half million job openings. Now there's three million job openings because a lot of the companies um, pulled back from hiring. And, you know, of course, we've, we've seen layoffs at all of your darlings, um, you know, that have the high-flying stocks the uh, that have laid off people because they just, you know, hired way too many people in the growth aspect they tried to hire whoever they could hire and now they're like well maybe we have too many people so let's let's quit hiring let's lay off the people or not or not you know bring the people on board that we told them we were going to hire so that's kind of happened here in the last little bit too but the job market really is is you know is really still pretty strong um i do think that you'll see some type of softening in the job market hopefully we don't see massive layoffs you know, across the board and, and see, you know, the, the unemployment rate go up. Cause that'll really accelerate. I think the, the downturn in the uh, economy, but these things are part of the business cycle. So, I mean, they, you know, this is not something that we haven't lived through before. This is not something that um, is, you know, we have business 
you know, the market cycles are, you know, growth, expansion, recession. You know, that's just, you know, the nature of the um, business cycle. So we go through recessions periodically and, you know, just like we go through expansions periodically. And that's just the way things are. So well, you can plan for them. You know, there's different ways to manage money during those periods of time. And, yeah, so let's talk about well, yeah, let's, how do we manage money? How do you manage money? Well, again, and, and that, you know, like you said, I think part of the problem this time is people have not had to experience anything like this in the last 10 years. I mean, it's been pretty smooth sailing. I mean, if you if you didn't make money in the market, you were doing something wrong. Yeah, well, I think nobody's experienced this since 2001 and two. Right. And, uh, you know, so 2001 and two was 20 some years ago. And that was a two and a half year bear market where you lost money every quarter for, you know, many, many quarters in a row. And I mean, I think we're to that point. I mean, you know, looking at statistics today, um, you know, the average investors got about 7% in cash. They're underweight in equities. Um, they're pessimistic on the markets. And, you know, that is an indicator that we are either near lows or we are, you know, entering a period where we will make a market low. And, you know, that'll be the end of this bear market. And I still think we're in a cyclical um, bull market or a secular bull market, I should say, where you have long-term period of rising equity prices that doesn't mean you don't see bear markets during that period of time but the trend is still higher you know and you still go and set new all-time highs uh, eventually but you know bear markets are healthy parts of secular bull markets they you know they're part of the business cycle you don't have an 18-year expansion you know that's not what happens and you know that was the last bull market you know from 82 to 2000 was 18 years hmm. and 1000 and some percent increase in the indexes over that 18 year period of time so from a standpoint of where we at in the market cycle i still think that you know we continue upwards but again i'm i don't have crystal balls you know i just simply plan for uh, the worst figure for the best. And, you know, if you do that, you'll probably wind up somewhere in the middle. You were talking about how we, how we, you know, use the money to our advantage and get still get to retirement the way we want to. It's that decumulation process, uh, which is obviously the other side of accumulation. Yeah, you know, the, the process is simple, but not easy. Sure. Uh, that's what I, what I share with people is, and, you know, I do this, you know, not on a daily basis, but, but every other day I'm talking to somebody about this. Uh, and it's usually someone that is interested in bringing their money over to our firm and setting up this process. And so the explanation is, you know, we utilize time segmented distribution. And so if you want to know what that is, it's putting your money into different buckets according to when you're going to spend it and investing the balances into an appropriate investing according to the time frame of when that money is going to be drawn out. So money that you're going to need the first few years, in the first five to 10 years of investment, you should have no risk on those dollars. And if you're five years away from retirement, you should have at least five years of guaranteed money today setting there, which would be years six through 10 in the future, 
work for another five years, but then you've got another five years worth of money that you're planning on drawing from. And it is identified where it is, what it's invested in, and that money is not subject to market risk. And it's so important to do that because it helps to alleviate the number one mistake that people make, and that is they make choices based upon emotions that are currently being felt at a given time in the market. And that's what a lot of people do when they end up losing money, making mistakes, making allocation choices that just aren't correct. And if you want to see how that works, you can go to our website, uh, EFS, the number four, the letter U dot com. And, you know, it shows how that strategy works, uh, talks about the the inherent um, risks of decumulation, which we talk about on this show a lot. In fact, the magazine that I got in the mail, it's Advisor Magazine. So I, I get about three or four different periodicals that talk about our industry. One of them is called Advisor Magazine. And the, you'll like this title, Steve. The title says, well, hello, sequence of return risk. Where have you been? <laughs> well, that's great, because and, that is certainly something to deal with right now. Right. And and so and then below it, it says a lot of advisors are going to have to have um, difficult conversations with their retirees because they haven't thought about sequence of return risk. They didn't position their clients' portfolios that way. And now they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And sequence of return risk, the definition is this, is being unlucky enough to retire during the beginning of a downturn in equity prices, and you are forced to take distributions from investments that have lost money. And that means that you've taken that investment out of the investment world and it can't recover back to its original value. And so give you an example. If you looked at, you know, the S&P 500 index and you retired in the year 2000 and attempted to take a 5% distribution from the S&P 500 index in 2000 and then increased your withdrawal by 3% per year, you ran out of money in year 14. Your entire account balance was completely depleted in 14 years because the market lost 50% of its value the first three years of your retirement. And you took out investments that were down precipitously uh, and they never recovered. Now, if you take the sequence of return risk and you move the returns around, you know, same exact returns in the S&P, um, but you started with positive returns you didn't run out of money the first 14 years. In fact, today you still have a very sizable account balance uh, and you're 20-some years into retirement. So the sequence of returns matter in retirement. That's the key that people finally are waking up to but didn't plan for, and now we're going to have to have difficult conversations. Sure. And <clears throat> Are you finding usually, that you have to do that? But usually... Pardon me? Are you finding you're doing that, having those no, conversations? We're not having those conversations because we've always used the strategy of, of sequencing money into different buckets. Sure. So that the first bucket of money that you're drawing money out from, uh, you are taking distributions, you know, from a fixed source of money. You know, that is the objective. That is how we practice our distribution strategies. 
And, you know, so that the longer dated buckets, yeah, they've gone down in value, but you're not forced to liquidate money from investments that are down 20 or 30 percent. You leave those alone and, and they're, you know, out there 10, 15, 20 years in terms of investment time horizon, which is the correct, really the correct length of time for equity investments is 15 to 20 years, not one to two and again, that that all goes to the uh, the right plan and putting that plan in place and adjusting it as necessary along the way, and that's what the, that's what you're talking about right here. Exactly, and so it's so again going back to saying, you know, the process is simple but not easy. So when I sit down with somebody, and we look at that twenty thousand foot view, it's very simple. You segment money according to the time period yeah. that you want to take the distributions on. The not easy part is is determining how much money do you want to take out during each one of those time segments what account do you start drawing money from do you have Roth IRAs do you have IRAs do you have non-taxable accounts do you have pension money when do you start taking Social Security that's the not easy part the concept is easy to understand but then how do you implement the concept to your situation and that's the complicated part. And so I, I, you know, I tell people this is not something that every advisor does or even has the time to do because in our office, in order to do it correctly, I tell people from start to finish, and we've tracked this, it's probably a minimum of 16 hours um, to sometimes 30 to 40 hours to set up, implement, and put in place a time segmented distribution plan. And wow. so just think of that. If you're talking about 20 to 40 hours of time and you're working with an office who has one advisor, maybe no support staff, or maybe one advisor and a support staff, um, how many plans like this could they implement in a year and still manage their other uh, things that are going on in their practice. Well, plus all the other clients, for goodness sake. I mean, that's, yeah, that so, becomes a process. Yeah, it's, it's labor intensive. Um, it's not easy to implement because you want to make sure you you check, th check all of the boxes. You've got to figure out the distribution strategy for each individual asset, each individual asset type. And then pensions and Social Security distributions all come into play during that period of time. Now, after you know, implementing hundreds and hundreds of these plans, I pretty much know what the plan is going to look like. It's just simply the education process and then laying it all out because you're putting together a written plan that is very detailed in nature, showing exactly what is going to be put where, when it's going to be invest, what it's going to be invested in, when is it going to be drawn out, and putting that entire puzzle together. So it's, it's not a 100-piece puzzle. It's a 5,000-piece puzzle. Well, and so, like you said, I think the key, it comes down to education, and, and that is one of your passions, is teaching and sharing that information. Exactly. And, and so, again, you know, you can call me, you can go to our website, um, and, yeah, educate yourself on sequence of return risk and what is a good decumulation strategy.
Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Oh, gee. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost, with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651. 712-224-4651 or log on to EFS4U.com. EFS, the number 4U.com.